0: So, guess where I am? I Actually, don't guess because you already know, but I am in Georgia. One half of the Jack and Soap podcast is coming to you from the most Game of Thrones, Victorian esque
1: hotel room ever. You look so small in that chair.
0: Because the chair is like fit <laughs> for it. a queen. Is, <laughs> like I don't know. Is everything large? it's the room is huge. There's a lot of floral going on in here, a lot of um little, like they call like tassels oh. on the curtains, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very Victorian. It's very nice. I just feel like I feel slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> in this hotel. But I'm in Georgia for work. Uh, sea Island, Georgia. What I which I've never heard of before, but it's the board of governors meeting. It's a super nice golf course, so I'm not shocked that they would pick here to come have their meetings and probably get around a round of golf
1: in as well. I am not getting any golf in. So but. that means it is warm is what you're telling me.
0: Uh, It rained all day today, Mm -hmm. but yes, it's warm out there. Like I went and got my hair blown out Mm -hmm. and I legitimately, and so if you'll appreciate this because you hate hair problems. Yes. I walked outside for approximately 90 seconds and I got to my hotel room and my hair had gone from curly to flat. Like you can see it right now. There's no curl. (laughs) still looks (laughs) dope though. still looks
1: good, but that would be annoying to pay for a blowout and have it melt
0: play pay for a curly blowout hair blowout, and that's not what it is but whatever I'm dedicated to our podcast so I'm still here I, st- I got all my podcast equipment I lugged it all through the airport nice minus a ring light which I'm really kicking myself for right now because as you mentioned it looks like I'm in a sepia filter
1: yeah she looks like she's filming a you look like you're filming a silent film and you know I guess like on film, you know, the clicking, like maybe this laptop that I'm looking at has like little spots on it, Sarah. Maybe like it hasn't been cleaned for a bit, but there's these like spots. It looks like you're in a silent film. Yeah, I'll show you. What do you mean there's spots? Like, I think it's just her screen. Oh, it's her screen protector, she's saying. Anyway, it's
0: just... It's just Sarah's dirty computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going back and <laughs> I'm just joking. But I do have to tell you about my weekend before we get into the more important pressing issues of sports because it was a big weekend in the hockey world, particularly for the Leafs. But I had a crazy experience over the weekend. I know you probably saw my Twitter account. I went off because my sister and her husband were visiting, and we went to see a Giants-Bears game. I'm a Bears fan. She's a Giants fan. We're Canadian that's why we have random teams that aren't the same but we go to the game and my my sister wanted just a regular beer so she went in line to get a bud and myself and her husband got into the craft beer line all three of us used our Canadian driver's licenses as our ID mm-hmm. for me and Reed my sister's husband it was fine we got our beers no problem we go to meet my sister who when hates confrontation, so she's got, like, tears in her eyes. She's like, they won't give me a beer. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you would have thought that she was using a fake ID and got caught. That's how, like, fla- flustered she was. And we're like, what do you mean? And they're like, she's like, they won't accept a Canadian driver's license as identification or proof of age. You have to have a passport. I'm like, who brings a passport brings to a, a tailgate passport? and a football game? Yeah.
1: Not like, and how many Canadians cross the border? So many to go to games,
0: especially New York. Yeah, people from all over the world would travel to New York. Not to mention, like a Canadian driver's license is one of the most um, secure licenses on the planet because of that hologram, yeah, yeah, and all of that. And it is, by the way, because this woman at the stadium was like, "That's not an international form of ID." So I immediately uh, went on what? my phone and looked it up, and I was like, actually, it is an international form of ID. That's why I can rent a car in the U.S. and drive it, because my ID is valid here. Oh, my God. Anyways, stadium policy, but we figured out how to get some beers because, you know, it's not my first rodeo, so. Yeah, but you
1: were you and her and Reed, is that his name? You and Reed were able to yes. get beers, so, like, it just was. Just the first time. Uh, After that, we got denied, too. Uh, so how'd you get beers? Yeah.
0: So I was like, Thinking, I was trying to strategize, we were going to ask people to buy them for us. But then we didn't want to bug people. We felt weird about it. So I went into my email and I was thinking, I must have a copy of my passport in my email somewhere. I applied for a visa a year ago. Mm -hmm. Like my passport for sure was sent to a million people. Mm -hmm. And I found a scanned version of my passport. Nice. And I took that up to order a beer. But that's still, I had to show that copy of my passport, plus my driver's license, plus a bank card, just to get beer. And it only worked once.
1: Holy crap. No, sorry.
0: It worked twice, worked twice. So you didn't get crunk. You couldn't. No, I did, because I got two beers each time. And I had gotten the first couple, plus we had some before the game. Yeah. So that was fine. But it only worked with the one vendor. Vendor? (laughs) It only worked with the one one vendor. Vendor. And the rest of them. The rest of them were, like, no dice. It's your Game of I Thrones coming it. out.
1: Vendor. Vendor.
0: <laughs> 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 we should, like, now throughout the episode, I'm going to be making jokes like that the whole day. But whatever.
1: Well, I'm got it. Anyways, so I lame. couldn't believe
0: it. So if you're ever going to a game at MetLife and you're Canadian or any other nationality, make sure you bring your passport. And what and did the – you said the ladies like, it. it's on
1: our website. You're like, who the hell reads a website before they go? Right? Put it on the ticket. Uh, Preaching to the choir. So if I was saying this exact same thing. And also
0: the first thing the Canadian government tells you to do when traveling with your Canadian passport is upon arrival to your destination, put it somewhere safe. Don't take it out with you. Yeah. It's the only it's the only way back out of the country.
1: Yeah. I trust the Canadian Ugh. government more. So sorry, MetLife. Anyway. Anyways,
0: that's my rant. I wish I had one. It was for brutal.
1: You. My weekend was uneventful. It was one of
0: the most, that was one of the most liked tweets I've ever put out there. It had like 600 likes by the end of it.
1: Seriously? Yeah. It Matt ridiculous. Like needs to send you. They won't, they won't do it. They responded to you, right? Yeah,
0: they did. And they said that it's the law.
1: Well, uh, I. And I said that's funny because I
0: go to the liquor store every week in New Jersey where I live. Yeah. And I use my Canadian license and I've never once been turned away.
1: Listen, I wish I had a rant for you. I don't. I had a pretty uneventful weekend. I just worked my early mornings, um, and it was cold, so yay. But shall we turn to what we're going to be talking about today? I wonder if people are going to be surprised that we're talking about William Nylander. Duh. William Nylander Obviously. and more. Like, the grand theme of this, what we want to talk about, is money, money, contracts and uh I guess last minute things but for sure obviously he's the inspo for this because at least in Leafs Nation um this was no everywhere is it was it you tell me because you know what I was actually at CBC and I wanted to do that story Sunday morning because it happened Saturday and they're like eh rest of Canada doesn't care because I think Toronto fans think that everyone cares about Toronto yeah we didn't do it well you know what
0: I will say Maybe my perspective is skewed because I work at the NHL network. So of course it was a big story for us, even though our NHL network doesn't even air in the Toronto market. Right. That's one of the bigger stories over the weekend. That was the biggest story in hockey over the weekend.
1: not so I'm glad you're telling me that because, uh, yeah, we didn't not that we didn't cover it. But by Sunday morning, they said that the Saturday it was just too late. They wanted fresher news. And they're like, honestly, Vancouver Canucks fans don't care. Jets fans don't care. So uh, I didn't talk about it at work at the CBC. Um, well, let me let me ask
0: you this, mm-hmm. because all day Saturday, like I said, I had family in town this weekend. So I wasn't sitting in front of my TV again. But I was with two very big Leafs fans. So we were checking our phones nonstop the entire day. Like, refresh, refresh, any news, any news. Like, we were legit following it all day long, waiting when nothing was coming out. Personally, I had convinced myself he wasn't signing. Oh, By 3 p.m., by 3 p.m., I was like, it's over. He's not signing. Like, we're two hours away. How could he be signing? Isn't it crazy
1: how late it happened? And also when Kyle Dubis answered the question, he's like, oh, yeah, I knew it was going to happen when Willie called me about like an hour or whatever. He couldn't figure out the exact timing before and said, hey, do you want to sign? Like, that's the craziest story ever. I think, it was, was I think just, it was something like 30 or 40 minutes was he just, before the deadline. So was Dubis insinuating that he was holding out? Was he like, you call me if you want this to happen? Probably I don't I don't know I think that the Leafs
0: had given a, a last offer right so they it was Nylander's camp's turn to initiate conversation or respond so I don't think it necessarily means that Dubis was holding out especially because in the end Dubis pretty much gave Nylander or found a way to give him what he wanted right right well we don't so, really do we
1: know what he wanted do we know he like how do we know he wasn't asking for eight
0: well, we know that he want he didn't want a bridge deal, which is probably what the Leafs were trying to do at first. Right, right. Term was a big part of it. Yeah, and he ended up he ends up getting six years.
1: So, and quite a bit of money.
0: I'm I'm interested to see. I was I just saw Jonas Siegel tweeted out that Kyle Dubis, or sorry, William Nylander said that Kyle Dubas promised him that as long as he is in Toronto, he will not trade him. Wow. That's what Neilander told Jonas Siegel. Okay. Or at least that's what Siegel tweeted, which I find very interesting only because you could say that now and fully, genuinely mean it. Yeah. But al- we have seen in sports time and time again how quickly things can change, and six years is a very long time.
1: I'm trying to think – I wish we talked about this earlier because the, um, the example doesn't come to mind, but wasn't there a player – in the NHL, I'm kind of freaking out. I know who said, like, they promised they wouldn't, but they did. And he was really bitter recently, a couple of years ago. Well, there ago. was DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah. D- well, there's one right there. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. That's a perfect example of, yeah, DeMar yeah. DeRozan being like, they promised, and he did, and then he changed his mind.
0: Yeah, ah. which sucks, but it goes to show a lot can change. A lot and if, can change. And if Kyle Dubas finds himself between a rock and a hard place, he might not have any choice. No,
1: and obviously you say that. You want him. Not that he didn't mean it, but you're going to say it because you're going to try to stick by it. But when push comes to shove and management wants something to happen, he's going to have to make that move if it I comes do, to Lander.
0: Yeah, I do believe that Dubas wants to keep all of them. I think he truly, genuinely wants to find a way to keep them all. That's not going to be – it's going to be easier said than done. But I think that he knows that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next – Six years? Seven months? Uh, eight months? Eight months. I just mean even this offseason coming up, I mean, they've got Matthews, Marner, Kappen, Kappen and Gardner, all these guys that they have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I know. It's so, going to be pretty crazy.
0: We'll see. But you know what? The Leafs are a legitimate contender. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, Anything. Maybe could maybe Nylander gets traded after that and yeah. he doesn't care so much because yeah. he won the cup and it's different. I don't know. Yeah. But what what is your whole take on money versus the team? Like because this whole Nylander debacle, which lasted months, caused so many people to talk about and there were a lot of people criticizing William Nylander. Like you make millions of dollars, just take a little bit less so that the team can stay together and you guys can win. Whereas the other camp is, no, you only your NHL career is only so long. Get what you can, like get yours while you can. Mm-hmm. What side of that fence do you sit on? I was just
1: gonna say, let's let's throw in some spin zone and put our own experiences and our careers on it. I, I I don't wanna be the middle of the pack person who's on both sides, but I'll explain why I am. Um I think the way my career has gone, I definitely think you gotta get yours. No one's gonna give you what you deserve at first for the most part. Um, This industry is ruthless. No one's gonna offer you uh, what you want. You're gonna like have to negotiate and also you just never know what's gonna happen, right? Like people, management changes, leadership changes, you can be anywhere. So in, in terms of my career, I'm definitely at the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get what I can get. However, I hate this argument and I'm sure you've been across the table, Jackie, where the lawyer or whoever you're negotiating with is like but you have such a great job you're so lucky you're on tv it's like uh yeah but I chose this career I worked for this career you're also getting a service out of me you're getting a great service out of me so I don't really care that you think that I should just be lucky and happy I'm gonna get what I get however the only thing with that yes because to your
0: point there is still a are we fortunate yes are we lucky yes do we have a job that so many people would kill for that don't have it yes yeah but you didn't but there's still a value there's still
1: a value for the skill or for the work that's being done and also it wasn't handed to you on a silver platter it's not like well you just got this job like you worked your ass for it and our sal, I mean listen uh, salaries whatever they may be we know some people in this industry make a ton of money but this is what you get f- making up for how many free years did you do how many internships how many w- non-overtime evening weekends christmases did you miss and that you still miss in this career so you kind of make up for that once and if you do sign that big contract but my thing is is you have to be okay with the fact that if you if you do play hardball that you may not actually land what you want. Like Nylander may not have landed in Toronto if he kept playing hardball and maybe you're with a team that's contending and you never make it, uh, to the playoffs for the next couple years. So if you're going to play hardball, you've got to be okay with the consequences. And, uh, I think, I think a lot is worth taking less for me. For me, it's vacation time, ability to be with my family and covering a sport and doing part of the job. I love that's worth a little bit of less money. What about you?
0: Um, Yeah, I I kind of go back and forth on the issue in terms of what I'm willing to sacrifice in terms of money because I am a very passionate person just by nature. Mm So I tend, I would say, to get taken advantage of in terms of the amount of work I at least used to be willing to do for the amount that I was getting paid Mm -hmm. because I was happy to be there. I felt like I had to pay my dues, earn my stripes, all these things that you hear. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to kind of take this conversation in a bit of a different direction because another thing that came up this just last week in one of my show meetings, someone made the comment, nothing about this or Leaf situation is personal. This is business. And I said, I don't agree with that. I said, I do think it's personal. I said, I don't think it's personal for the Leafs, for Kyle Dubas and the front office. I think it is it is business. How can we sign all of these players and keep them together under the cap? That's all they're thinking about. But from William Nylander's side, and I don't know this from him, I'm just speaking to my knowledge of human nature, that he looks at himself a certain way. He sees the production that he's put up in the National Hockey League over the last couple of years, and he sees a value in that. And... He didn't want to sign a certain deal and then in the summer see another player like a Marner or a Matthews who might be better than him, sure, but are they worth double what he's getting paid? Are they worth way more term than he's getting? I think you have to remember that these guys have been the stars their entire lives. They've been the best player on every team they've played for. They are competitive by nature. They believe in themselves. That's why they got to the NHL in the first place. And I think there is a personal side to that that's like, no, I'm worth this much money. If this person over here is getting paid this, then I deserve X. And in my own career, I remember... Finding out without getting into too much detail because I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus. But I remember finding out what a co-worker was making mm-hmm. of mine who was doing less 10% of the workload that I was doing. Yep. I was doing I mean, so if you were there, I was doing six shows mm-hmm. at one point working nonstop and a co-worker was doing not even nowhere close to even. 25 hours a week right and they were making more than me yeah yeah and I when I found that out I did take it personal no for sure Because, because I don't think it was on the side of my employer but for, from my standpoint I was like hang on a second that doesn't add up I've done nothing but increase my value increase my workload you know take on more and more and more projects and I'm uh, and someone who hasn't done that is is making more than me. I don't understand. So I, I just think it's really easy to be like, oh, it's not personal. Just do what's best for the team. But it is a lot easier to say that and accept that with a smile on your face than to actually look around and say, hang on a second. This doesn't add up to me. No, and so. in,
1: it's interesting to see the Leafs' reactions. And I'm not saying
0: that about Nylander because I'm not like saying that Nylander is worth anywhere close to what Matthews is worth. I'm just saying in his mind – right
1: he might be worth X amount of dollars. Right. And what I was, and I totally agree with you. And what my only thing is, if you're going to think that and stick to it, make sure you're okay. If it doesn't work out, sure. luckily for him, it did. uh we are going to play a game, but I just wanted to read you. Should I read you Gretzky's comment really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, we, we, let's we know that. that I'm not going to get into David pa- Pasternak. He was just saying that, um, you know, he did, he's just happy and lucky uh, to be playing in the NHL for an amazing yeah, you have your finger up. What do you want to say? I'm gonna
0: no, I'm gonna respond to what you're saying. So finish your Pasternak thing because I just have a response to that.
1: Well, yeah, that he was saying, you know, he could be playing back home for a couple hundred bucks a month, and uh, he's just really he's just really happy. Didn't think if he's you know worth more or not. Do you want to respond after I read Gretzky or to the Pasternak?
0: No, this is specific to Pasternak. Okay. and and it's not to be clear. It's just an observation. Mm -hmm. and it's not me criticizing either player either way because we are all a product of our environment, and that's not ever, in my estimation, I don't think that's a bad thing or a good thing or anything. It just is the fact. Mm -hmm. When you look at someone like David Pasternak, and someone told me this over the weekend, and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So Pasternak, if you've ever seen, um, there was a story out there about why he tapes his stick with gaps in between the tape. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because he grew up not, very well off and wanted to be he had to save the tape so he would put gaps in between the tape and so to hear him say something like I'm so fortunate to be here I'm making x I'm making millions of dollars when I could just be making a couple hundred not even living out my dream I'm happy to take that I think it's because from his perspective he's he's lived through needing to save money to the point where he's putting gaps in his tape on his stick because mm-hmm. he doesn't come from very much. Mm-hmm. Whereas William Nylander to no fault of his own is the son of a former hockey player. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily have those same struggles or those same issues to say, you know what, what's the difference between six million and eight million? Right. You right. know, it's millions of dollars. I'm happy to be here. This team is really good and I want to win a cup. Yeah. And maybe Well, not maybe. I think no matter who you are, your perspective comes from your experience and where you come from and what you've been through. And I think when you look at Pasternak's comments
1: and his background, it's not surprising that he feels that way. By the way, I got to do a little piece with uh, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. Oh, so funny. I forgot to tell you this. I asked Brad how to (gasps) say his freaking name. And you know what? He's like, I don't even know anymore. He couldn't answer me. I was like, dude, you have to pick one because I'm like, All right. he's like, listen, first I was Marchand. Did you and tell went, him
0: that we ranted yes. and raved
1: about this? Yes. And then I was like, first he was, he's like, first I was Marchand, that I was Marchand. Now I am back to Marchand. And he was like, whatever sounds good. So I was like, I'm just going to say Marchand. He's like, sounds good to me. So he just like, he laughed about how he changed his mind and he was like, I don't care. So, um, and oh. I actually originally started telling that story because I interviewed David Pasternak, who's, so dope. Like he's so funny. And the two of them together actually uh we had such a great time. But um he was just a really cool down earth dude and you can tell that he comes from a place of being down earth, you know?
0: Yeah. Chill for sure. Should I read you Gretzky or should we do the game? Yeah, put the Gretzky comments out quick and then we'll then we'll do the game.
1: Okay, yeah, let's do this quick. So basically Wayne, the great one, said, Quote, ultimately, I think William Nelander has to sit down and say, Look I'm playing in a great city. I'm playing with a great organization. I'm playing with an original six team. Do I really want to not be there? Question mark. Then he continues. I can't speak for him because he's made his decision. But if I was that young man, I would have been there September 15th. End quote.
0: I love Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. But this would never have happened to Wayne Gretzky. Right.
1: <laughs> so, right. So he's-
0: I think it's really easy to like scream that from the mountaintop mm-hmm. when that this would never have happened to him. Yeah. Although, I mean, he did get traded, so I should never say never, but let's be real. That would never – no one's holding out and playing hardball with Wayne Gretzky. No,
1: no, that's true. But I, but, I mean, he made a good point.
0: No, I see. And and the other side of that is that Gretzky is the type of guy that was addicted and obsessed to the game and was such a competitor. He, he wouldn't have been able to sit out if he – knew 100% it was better for him. Yeah. Just because he loved the game too much. I'm not saying that Nylander doesn't. I'm just saying Gretzky is Gretzky for a reason. Yeah, and there's a different level of obsession. Okay,
1: are you ready for the game?
0: Yes, let's play the game. So the game, And yeah. people at home should play with us. I think we're um, calling this should, What's Your Price? What's Your Price? Hashtag Jack and Soph. Tell us,
1: tell us your price pertaining to these questions. And Sarah, yeah, Sarah, our producer's here. You can't see her on camera, but she's sitting beside me. She's going to read... I guess we get, who cares who answers first? She's going to read, and we're going to name our price.
2: How much would it cost for you guys to shave your head? So you have to continue doing your job, shaved head, completely bald.
1: I can't wear a wig?
2: Uh, I mean, like, everyone will know it's a wig, but I think it's more fun if you can't wear a wig. If it's you shave your head.
1: (sighs) And I have to be on air. That's the problem.
0: Honestly? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. If my best friend got cancer and had to shave her head, I would shave my head for free. Yeah.
2: Just I would, to support yeah. her.
0: But if we take that out of the equation. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't just say my best friend. Like
1: anyone that I really love. Mm-hmm. Like I would do that for. To support them. Um, That's a hard one for me. I hate my ears. You know hard. that. That's hard. Ears. I, I don't
0: even wear my hair in a ponytail know. on air. Because I hate my face. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: love ourselves so much. Honestly though. Sh- if you gave me two million dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for a million. Well, come on. Wait a second. You wouldn't do it for a million dollars? That's a hard question. I would, but, like, would I lose my job? I don't know if my boss would be like, why do you have a shaved head? I honestly, I
0: would do it for a million dollars. Okay, I'm taking a million. No, I would do it for half a million dollars, but no chance. Like, I would have to keep doing my job. Yeah. I would be, I'd wear wigs. There's no way.
1: Okay, I'm doing it for, uh... A million if I can't wear any wigs. If I can, half a million like you. I'm not trying to copy you, but... Okay, next, next, next. Copycat. Okay, what's your cost or what's your
2: price for never having a sip of alcohol ever again? Rest of your life. No wine, nothing.
0: I I couldn't. I can't. You can't. Like, (laughs) no cost? I like wine so much. Wine, not even just... For anyone out there that's gonna start tweeting me, you booze hound or whatever, yeah. not like that. I really enjoy a glass of red wine with dinner. Yeah, that's hard. I, I just, I, I can't give that up. For me, so I, I could, I honestly, if someone gave me $5 million and said you can never drink alcohol again the rest of your life, I
1: would break it. I wouldn't be, I would break it. I'm, I was actually just going to say five mil. I couldn't do it for under. I'm not a booze hound either. It's just, I'm very like socially influenced. So if I'm out and everyone's having a glass, even if it's like a nice time with my parents around a fire, like I still want one. I'd feel like crap not having one. We're saying five mil. And
0: that would mean no wine and cheese. Like I can't live that life. Yeah, no beer.
1: Bye.
2: (laughs) Bye. How much would someone have to pay you to never watch sports again for the rest of your life? You can't watch a single game the rest of your
1: life. No cost. Like, if I'm doing no sports for the rest of my life, I'm taking then you're my... you're not doing your career. Not doing my career, so I'm taking my paycheck, I'm going in the middle of butt f nowhere and I'm adopting, a like, I'm rescuing a bunch of dogs and living with them. Because I, I can't live in this city and in this country and avoid sports for the rest of my life. No way. Well, you
0: could, but you wouldn't be able to do your job. And for that reason, I don't think I could be bought on that because I love my job so much. What would I do? Yeah. I'd have to start talking about Bieber. Oh, I'd already do that.
1: But then you couldn't even like, you couldn't even socialize. Like half my socialization is around games. No chance. Yeah, I'd have to start a whole new life. No, and I love my, like me and my dad, it's our tradition. We sit and watch together. If I didn't have that, I feel like my life would be empty. No, no price. That's a
0: good point. My dad is my best friend. Yeah and that is what our relationship the foundation of our relationship is our love of hockey and baseball so no no
1: nope.
2: okay jackie We're this are boring right you. now oh jackie what this would, is you what would like how much would someone have to pay you for you to only cover soccer for your- <gasps> i made that
1: question up i made that question up and you'd hate it
2: oh
0: <laughs> oh so only soccer and not cover any other sport correct
1: So you're covering, so no, no amount? No. (laughs) I would pay, I
0: would pay someone to never have to watch soccer ever again.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I didn't think you could be bought either. I was like, I wonder if she'll say like 10, like if you got $10 million, you wouldn't. I don't know if someone, if someone was like, I'll give you a hundred million to cover soccer. I'd probably
0: be like, okay, a hundred (laughs) million. And and then I'd be a fraud and I would need to go to therapy because I would, I would literally hate myself Yeah, Yeah, yeah. because I would be a phony. Yeah. And that's my nightmare. Okay.
2: All right. How much uh, would someone have to pay you guys to wear the same outfit every single day for the rest of your life?
1: Can we pick our outfit?
0: You can pick your outfit, but you
2: have to wear the same thing every day for the rest of your
1: life. Jackie, that's hard. Because like, what if you're going to a wedding and then versus like the beach? Like, no, not enough money. I don't know. What's what's the point of a million? 50 million? But what's the point of 50 million bucks if you can't buy good shoes, good clothes? Like, I'd would, I would be so tempted. No. She said outfit. She didn't say shoes. Yeah, outfit includes shoes. Does it? Yeah. Like, so it's like if you're picking sneakers and cool sneakers, you're going to a wedding in those sneakers. If you're picking heels, you're going freaking grocery shopping in those heels.
0: You're telling me that you couldn't be bought to wear the same outfit no. for the rest of your life? No. It would just be torture. I feel like
1: maybe I could do it. Oh, Jackie's <laughs> considering this. So what's your
0: cost? Though? I would. I don't know a lot. I'm sure if I got paid enough I could have some like computer program where I could at least create pictures where it looks like I'm wearing different outfits.
1: <laughs> okay, well it's a stupid answer but very funny actually. That's good. <laughs> just live your life digitally. And then I could still like put Instagram
0: pictures out of me in different outfits. It's just a human to human I would always be in the same outfit. You're so dumb. Or ooh, ooh, you know what? I could be paid for this because Yes. Whenever I wear a green dress at work. Oh, chroma key. They, they green screen it or whatever. And they change the colors on me all the time. They put designs on it. They change the color. So I would just find a really like dress that looks perfect on me in green. And then when I'm on TV, they could just green screen the color to different things. She's actually
1: like thinking about this as if this is a real offer. Like she already has a plan. (laughs) She's good to go. You
0: weirdo. I'm just saying, you need to think about these things before you turn down millions of dollars. Yeah. And I can't be bought. Green screen would save my life. I I can't be bought. How much would someone have to pay you to never work out again?
1: Oh, no. at No cost. And I'll tell you why.
0: Oh, come on. No. If someone gave you $100 million. No,
1: I'll tell you why. You could pay to look good. You could just get, I don't know, liposuction? No. I don't know. It's honestly, Jackie, in moments of like, you know, bring out the violin, but in moments of like stress or anxiety or hard times, like that's the only thing that saved me. Like saved me being able to do that no chance like biking would be considered a workout hiking walking sports gym like you just couldn't pay me because i would go insane so no 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 Okay.
0: okay one more okay
1: one more she's got one more
0: what would it cost for you to never eat pierogies again
1: oh good question i do love my mom's pierogies but my mom officially retired from making them she's like i'm so tired of the feeding you kids i know what pierogies so she <laughs> she's one more time uh, no no, no i can't i can't do the pressure um yeah i would say a mil i'd take a cool million for never eating pierogies a cool again million yeah. to
0: never eat pierogies yeah. again
1: how much would it cost she's you still going yes for
0: you to do like some of that fear factor shit like if you had to like eat like I don't know, like a bull's testicle or whatever. Remember all that stuff they used to do on there? Bugs. I how much? Do. How much would it cost for you to eat a bull's testicle? Is it cooked? Uh, does it
1: matter? Yeah, totally matters. Raw. Also, oh, if it's cooked, you're more likely to eat it. Well, yeah, because then just like it tastes probably like. I don't know, Jackie. I mean, a million bucks is quite a bit of money. I would take a million. <laughs> it's funny how, like, I wouldn't shave my head. I wouldn't do this. I would not work out, but I would eat some... You'd eat the testicle of a bull. All right, got it. Okay, why did you have to pick that? Like you Because know that peop- it's a more
0: interesting question.
1: No, but you know that people are going to clip this and be like, take out the non-words, <laughs> and then they're just going to, like, make a stupid gif out of it.
0: Listen, most people would probably if someone had a million dollars in front of them said if you eat a bull's testicle I'll give you a million dollars most people would do it yeah
1: I wouldn't eat bugs though Ugh. like like what? worms like live worms like oh no. you've seen them do that beetles like crawling in your mouth like crunchy ones spiders it's disgusting you know what
0: used to really you know what used to really freak me out about that show we're going off the rails here a bit but it's okay that's what podcasts are for when they would put people in the glass casing, lock them in, and then like unleash like a hundred cockroaches. And they're like laying there while cockroaches crawl all over them. I I couldn't do
1: it. You know what? I just thought of this, but we should ask our guest that. Let's give him a couple. What's your cost? Just a couple. Okay. Like two okay. or three. By the sure. way, our guest is Ryan Getslab of the Anaheim Ducks of Team Canada. Olympic gold medalist, uh, funny guy, captain, veteran of the league. Um, I have a hilarious story. November, November, handlebar mustache
0: wearing Ryan Getzlaff.
1: Yes, thank you. Good point. Um, I'm going to tell – he's going to – we're going to talk to him in a couple minutes, but I'm going to tell this story, but I want to tell it to you first. It's one of my favorite Getzlaff stories. I have interviewed him a few times. Always a good time. But in this particular one, this is before I started interviewing him – Back when the Scotiabank Center was called the ACC, the Air Canada Center, Uh, he and Corey Perry were on Bay Street which is one of the sides where the doors for the ACC are and I was walking from wherever I was working I was walking to the ACC and him and Corey Perry are like standing on on Bay by the bridge like kind of like looking around like lost so I know who they are obviously they don't know who I am and I stopped them. I'm like hey are you guys lost like just and then he was like yeah actually excuse me do you know how to get um, inside the Air Canada Centre and I was like yeah actually I'm going there like I'm covering your game today I can help you get there and he's like oh my god geez thank you we're so lost we didn't know how to get there so I have to walk him and Corey Perry find the door you know I make I kind of make fun of them and I was like why didn't how are you guys lost like where's your team and he said that the team took the bus as they would but it's a really quick bus ride it was a really nice day it was like an unusually warm winter day and they're like you know what we wanted to walk but we don't know where the hell we're going so I took them in the gate took them down the stairs and they're like What's your name? I'm like, Sophia, I'll be, like, talking to you in the dressing room later. So we shook hands. And Ryan's like, I owe you. And since then, he's never been able, like, hasn't been able to pay me back. So him being a guest on the show is owing me. And I can't wait to tell him that story.
0: It's his payback. I have to ask, because I used to live right near the arena, formerly known as the ACC. How far from that, you took them in the media entrance door? Yeah, How far from that door were they? Like, 20 feet
1: like, if they turned a certain direction, would they have seen it? They, but it's a sneaky door, and I think they probably tried a couple it that is, were locked, but... right? And so they were, like, standing there, and they were just, like, looking around, and I was like, you guys. So I just, I brought them in, and they they were very happy. They are like, we were going to be late for practice. They did not <laughs> get in, so. Oh, I love it. I wonder if you'll remember. Should we welcome our guest? Hello. Hello. Is this R- Mr. Ryan Getzlaff?
3: <laughs> hello
1: this is ryan <laughs> i'm gonna refresh you of something you uh, of a memory you might not remember and i was telling jackie this story it's one of my favorite ryan getzlaff stories and it's before i interviewed you a couple of times so it was um i don't know four or five years ago and you were standing in the middle of the street in toronto with cory perry looking around lost like two puppies trying to get in to the air canada center because you guys decided to walk instead of take the team bus with your hotel um sorry the team bus from your hotel and you asked or I stopped I didn't think you guys knew who I was and I was like hey are you guys lost and you both were like yeah um we need to get to the Air Canada Centre for a reason can you help us out and I was like oh I know who you are and I took you guys in and then you shook my hand and you're like so or I, I introduced myself you're like I owe you so this is you being on this podcast which we really appreciate is officially payback you've paid your dues and I really appreciate it oh
3: I like that yeah no I liked that I got to pay you back though. I do remember that day cuz we <laughs> couldn't get in. We couldn't get in. We didn't know where to go.
1: I know for some you guys reason were so you, lost like for scratching some reason your head. they hands.
3: let you in the building.
1: <laughs> I did have my fancy pass there and Is that uh, it yeah, we were just playing a game. Yeah, it was my past. You guys didn't have um the, the uh the security to know who you guys were, but they knew who I was, Ryan, so I'm yeah, pretty special.
3: I know, you got more juice in Toronto than I do, so <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Actually, like how
0: often do you walk to a rink or walk around? Maybe maybe not in Anaheim, but when you're on the road or in like a hockey heavy market, do you walk by people that might even be in jerseys and they have no idea who you are?
3: Yes, that happens quite yeah, it happens quite a bit. Not as much anymore. But, uh, obviously when I was younger, a lot of people, a lot less people knew who I was (laughs) and the way it went, but, uh, now it happens a little bit more, but, uh, when we're not in suits, it helps.
2: Oh, that
0: makes sense.
3: When I'm in a suit going to the game, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different.
0: It's like a, it's like a, it's like a giveaway. Um, one of my favorite stories is that Wendell Clark, apparently back in the day, I think it was Wendell Clark or Doug Gilmore. I can't remember which one would leave the rink and they would just put on their own jersey with a ball cap on and just walk with the masses of Leafs fans because nobody's going to be like oh yeah there's Clark wearing his own jersey walking down the street like nobody's going to think it's actually him and when someone told me that story yeah I was like that is brilliant
3: that would work every time too
0: yeah I bet you I bet you I bet you nobody ever I bet you, yeah, it was probably worked 100% of the time, every time. It would have to. Have you ever gone out, like, and tried to avoid something? Like, can you tell when somebody recognizes you? Is there, like, a look on their face?
3: Yeah, there's a little awkward, like, look over the shoulder, kind of continuing look, those kind of things. You can usually tell when someone's <laughs> going to approach you. <laughs>
1: I know it's such a hard. I I, I was kidding about uh, being special in Toronto. Like legit, nobody knows who I am. Okay, and I like yes they way, do. Sal- Shut up, no, you're so full like of one it. out of every hundred thousand. 000- person no but sometimes it's just so weird because you want to be nice you want to smile and be like hey but you're not sure if they're just smiling at you if they think they know you if they know you yeah, and you yeah. just don't want to feel like do i stop do i not stop so it just it's just the smile and like no walk the first past. the I think first, the best move the first few times i got someone approached me in
0: toronto when i was working there i legit got anxiety thinking in my brain like did i go to college with you like i don't remember i would like get really upset with myself like oh, i don't know who you are should i know who you are and then i would dawn on right? me like oh yeah
3: And really, you were wondering if you went on a date with that book (laughs) for it.
1: I don't forget my dates, Ryan. (laughs)
3: Have I got a date with this guy? I, I don't know.
1: Listen, um, Jackie and I, the theme of our show, uh, well, we're always all over the place, but we've got a couple games that we just played ourselves, and one of them is called What's Your Price? And the reason is because uh, the big talk in Toronto and the big talk actually uh, in some parts of the NHL was uh, William Nylander signing his contract with the Leafs down to the wire like eight minutes to go. So we have uh, three questions that we want to ask you, and I want you to pretend you're – you know, before you signed your first big contract in the NHL, um, I want you to name your price for these three things. Jackie's got two questions. I've got one. My first one is, how much would it take you? What kind of a paycheck would you want if you had to wear the re- uh, the same outfit for the rest of your life? So if you're picking like flip flops and shorts because you're in Anaheim, you're wearing that in Canada. When you're playing um, the Leafs or the Habs, if you're picking a suit, you're wearing that for the rest of your life—weddings, beach, whatever. Oh. Would you have a price to to, to make that choice?
3: To make that choice, I would say ten million dollars.
1: <laughs> wow! I didn't have a price. Jackie had a price. I did not have a price.
3: Oh, there's I a think
1: price. Jackie's for was 100 well, a hundred million. What? What would? Price you- <laughs> What would you, what would
0: what outfit would you choose? like you're you're basically like Homer Simpson Simpsoning yourself and wearing one outfit yeah, the rest Homer of your Simpson. life. What outfit would you choose?
3: Oh, I would definitely go with the flip flops. flip flops and shorts. I would have to top I go flip flop shorts, t-shirt, and have a sweatshirt over top. So when I went to Canada, I <laughs>
0: – that's smart by you. Smart <laughs> by you that's to that's layer smart. so that you're good in in multiple climates. Tear ways would be tear-aways. Good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, okay, okay jackie um, you go how much would someone have to pay you to for you to never eat pizza again for the rest of your life
3: never eat pizza yeah uh yeah. that wouldn't be that expensive i don't i like what? pizza but i i could what? definitely do without it
1: you could do without pizza oh my god i love pizza uh, no chance
3: i'd say like a 100, 100 grand maybe what that's
1: nothing.
0: okay well man. if someone yeah. out there wants to pay ryan Getslap well, a grand, 100
3: grand around i won't eat pizza anymore
0: if there's anyone <laughs> listening that has a spare 100 grand that would like to pay ryan to not eat pizza again he can just transfer that money over to me and we could all just be happy <laughs> <laughs> okay there
3: question.
0: you go yeah right okay um last one this is a fear factor style one how much would they have to pay you to get into one of those, like, glass cases and then release, like, a hundred snakes or a hundred cockroaches or, like, just something gross? Like, how much would that cost?
3: I'm pretty sure that's priceless. I'm petrified of snakes.
0: <gasps> so, so you, you would, would never, never do it. it?
3: I just don't think I would do it.
0: I think, I I, you know yeah, what, I, I think my, my anxiety would get the better of me and I would just, I would, I would have a panic attack in there.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would freak I out it. and end up like biting me or something weird.
0: What does Ryan Getzlaff look look like when he's freaking out about something?
3: Really awkward, because I don't <laughs> feel that often. So when I do, I'm sure it looks really weird. <laughs>
1: No, you are cool, calm, and collected. You've, I mean, I've been in scrums where everything's thrown at you, and you are just like, you answer uh, very eloquently. But, I mean, you are a veteran of the league. It's not like you're a rookie. You've been through it all. Um, gold medals, Stanley Cup, uh, elimination in the playoffs. You've, you've been able to handle it all. I do have a question for you. It is hockey-related. We have more goofy stuff. But um, when it comes to contract signings you know you're a captain of a team and uh you know players having and handling their own business william nylander uh it's december uh it's gonna be the middle of december before he plays for the leafs uh what is your take on that and and in terms of areas of support for your teammates if that if that's happening when they're dealing with their own contract and how much do you feel like um uh, players should be responsible for for their team as opposed to themselves
3: it's kind. Of, I'm a little bit old school when it comes to this kind of aspect of things. I, I think there's a balance you can always find. But I feel like, you know, unless one side is being really ridiculous, it's kind of hard to believe that you can't find common ground. Um, having negotiated a couple of contracts here um, where, you know, the most important thing to me was being comfortable in Anaheim. So, um, obviously, I, I can't speak to... Everybody's situation, but um, from my standpoint, I would like to have my teammates there to start camp. And um, it's a little bit hard to uh, imagine sitting out as long as they do, but it's just kind of the way the game is. And you got to look out for yourself in some aspect too. So um, it helps push the league. It helps push other contracts too. So people do benefit from it.
0: I know the media. The media likes to kind of make it like, "Oh, this is gonna rub people the wrong way, and this is gonna like bother the guys in the room." But I would imagine that that's not the case. And really, the most annoying thing about it is probably just being asked about it every day. Like, "Oh, this player wants a trade, or this player wants is still sitting out." I would imagine that's more of an annoyance is everyone asking you about it than what's actually happening.
3: Yeah, I mean that, and that's part of it. I yeah. think it, it becomes more of a distraction than it does anything. And- um you know, like, a, like I said, for us players, we, we tend to kind of go with the next man up mentality. So um, if somebody's sitting up, then, you you know, you deal with the team that you have and until somebody gets back and then you go from there. So um, it's not really worth us worrying about That's We have nothing to do with those negotiations.
2: I like
0: that you said um I like True. that you said next man up because uh, your ducks have looked pretty good for the last week. You've won quite a few games in a row. You guys are looking pretty good. Uh what's been what's been clicking so well for you guys lately aside from, you know, Miller and Gibson just looking unreal every night.
3: Yeah, they've played outstanding, but it's been uh you know, obviously our teams had some growing pains here throughout the start of the year, but we just had a great look. trip where we had the number of guys up and play and um, and it's just been a work. I mean, it's it's been a lot of work for our group, coming from the start. Nothing's really come easy, and we've had to battle and scratch and claw, and we've been able to do that as of late. And like you said, our goaltending's been outstanding.
0: Oh my! Like Miller last week, I I was watching the game, and I was like, "You got this guy's like this is like Miller time from Buffalo right now." He was playing so good.
3: Yeah, no, it's nice. I mean, obviously, he's been one of the best um backups that I've seen um come into that role as a veteran guy kind of accept his role and be ready to go when it was his turn so he works hard and he's ready to play when it's his time
0: is he still super skinny
3: He sure is
0: <laughs> I'm sorry but like the first time I saw Ryan Miller in person I was like holy crap that guy is like the skinniest guy I've ever seen
1: Yeah and I mean he gets quite a workout but yeah, he's, he's skinny.
3: Yeah, he's definitely a skinny guy, but uh, that's just kind of his makeup, and, but he finds a way.
1: <laughs> so um, I'm going to flip back. Jackie has a bit of rapid fire at, at the end of this, but we ask all our guests a question we call life advice, and we get our viewers and our listeners on social media to send us Questions uh, that we can get our, our athletes to answer. And so this one is, is from a guy who wants to know his roommates really annoying him. He's really <laughs> pissed off, and he's being passive-aggressive. And he's like, what do I do? Am I Do I do be passive-aggressive, or do I deal with it straight on? And I guess you've roomed with a lot of people in your life. So what is Ryan Getzlav's advice, advice for this particular guy who's really annoyed with his roommate right now?
3: Um... My my opinion in any situation is to try and be as direct as possible. I don't. Uh, I, I tend not to beat around the bush if I can help it. So it's, uh, it always seems to work better if you can just be direct and let them know what's bugging you.
1: Okay, you hear that? Be direct. No passive aggressive. No like leaving dishes in the sink or slamming your door or whatever or talking really loud on the phone. You be direct, listener. Yep that's the advice from it's hard to be
0: direct sometimes though but anyways sometimes it is it's hard to tell like your friend like dude you're annoying so you know it is what it is okay um all right we know you're with your kids and you're a busy guy so we're gonna do a quick rapid fire with you and then we'll let you go cool all right okay first question has ryan gets ever had a real job and if so what was it
3: i have i had two i was a Bus boy for a little while when i was 15 and then when i was 16 i was um i worked at a wildlife kind of park in regina that's Whoa. cool it wasn't, it wasn't that cool i was doing maintenance stuff so
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> so like cleaning up turds <laughs> like shoveling shit kind
3: of well kind of but not not to that extent it was more of cutting grass and that kind of stuff.
0: Were you a good bus boy or a bad <laughs> bus boy? Because we had Taylor Hall on a couple weeks ago and he said he was a bus boy, but he admitted flat out on the podcast that he would drop cutlery and then just put it back on the table. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's bad, I eh? wouldn't
3: do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> to, my, to, to my credit, though, I, I'm i pretty sure I only worked about three shifts total. So, And then I moved <laughs> on to the All right, so,
2: fair enough.
3: I didn't have a lot of... We have a ton of opportunities to screw up.
0: Okay, uh, next question. Who is your bestie in the NHL? Like, who's your dude? Who's your best friend in the National Hockey League? Uh,
3: your... Either Cam Fowler or Corey Perry. They're both guys that I'm probably the closest to, and, um, and that I – Hang on what's and deal with on a daily basis.
0: Um, one of my favorite moments last year on the show that I host on NHL Network was uh, Ryan Whitney calling out Marc Andre Fleury for going to Olive Garden all the time. So, this question is inspired by that. What? what, what yeah, apparently, Marc Andre Fleury loves the Olive Garden, like to this day.
3: So do I.
2: Oh, you, oh, you do. do. Oh,
3: Tell Whitney to beat it. And who is he kidding on a high horse?
2: I
0: don't. That's, that's a good point Right I, I mean Where does he dine I don't know But he shouldn't be judging Other people's restaurants Of choice
3: His favorite's probably Chili's or something
0: <laughs> I've never eaten At a Chili's But that's by choice Anyways um, Next question um, What is something That Ryan Getzlaff's Not good at
3: Not good at yeah. I'm not good at Well there's a long list I'm not I'm not good with my temper <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm
3: definitely uh, not good at that. Not good at reading either.
1: You're not good at reading.
3: No, no.
1: Do you read bedtime stories to your kids?
3: <clears throat> uh, I read bedtime stories to my kids, but I won't read in front of their class.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's
0: cute.
3: You she can't just believed. laugh at me like that.
0: No, I no, I was about no. to I was about to have your back on this because I remember in school when you used to have to like when everyone was reading a novel together and you had to take turns reading. I got legitimately so nervous when I knew it was going to be my turn to read because you don't want to mess up because then all the kids laugh at you. It's the worst.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no. Too yeah. nerve-wracking.
0: It is. Very nerve-wracking. Okay. Um, I love this question because Soph and I are obviously members of the media, but what is your go-to cliche hockey answer?
3: (laughs) Um, well, you guys tell me, you hear interviews more than I do.
0: (laughs) I feel like the number one thing is like, well, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta grind it out, give 110% and, uh, you know, maybe bang in a dirty goal and, and squeeze out the two points. Something like that. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I think that I think the easiest one to probably go with is that we just got to get better every day.
1: <laughs> one game at <laughs> a time, right? That's my favorite.
3: That's my favorite. We got to uh, get better every day. And I know you guys hear that a lot in Toronto because that's Babs' favorite.
1: Oh, yes. He is a quote, like, he's good for a good quote. You know when he's in front of the mic. You got you got gold there. Yeah. <laughs> Two more best life advice you've ever been given.
3: That I've ever been given.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: I don't know if it's life advice or like hockey advice, but
2: it could be the that. The best advice
3: I ever was given was basically to just enjoy every day, enjoy your time at the rink because it's it's shortened. We retire at you know thirty five to forty, and we got a lot of life left after that. So just try not to take it for granted while we're there.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good one for everyone because everybody gets no matter what they do, you get caught up in the like the next thing or achieving a certain thing, and you forget to just enjoy where you're at. Okay, last one. We, we asked every single guest. This question: What is your most overused or go to emoji in your phone? Like, what emoji are you sending out there all the time?
3: Mm, not a big emoji person, but if I was, it was probably probably just the thumbs up.
1: Simple. up. The Don, the Don Cherry. Cherry.
0: Simple to the point. Direct, which we've already talked about, so that doesn't surprise me.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty... My emoji game isn't exactly strong. <laughs> I'm not...
1: A, That's okay. I'm not, okay. It doesn't I'm have to, to be. It doesn't... Less person, is more, I'm I am not a
3: nothing, so I'm just kind of... I'm blah when it comes to that stuff.
0: Not even in the group chats, eh?
3: Uh, the group chats, I'll throw in the odd weird video or something, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mostly just didn't play the group chat.
1: All right. Well, go have fun with them. Thanks for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. And thumbs up to you, Ryan.
3: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good time,
1: man. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, so I think that's it. Episode nine in the books. Ryan love. great time. Uh, I loved what we talked about. I love the game we played. I still can't believe you would cover soccer for a hundred million dollars, but whatever.
0: A hundred million dollars is an yeah. insane amount of money. They're like come on. But then you're miserable. Not if I mean, a hundred million. I mean, it's funny because on last week's podcast, I was like, money doesn't buy happiness. And today I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> cover soccer like- for a hundred million.
1: <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Yo, Jackie, next week is episode 10. We're officially going to be in double digits oh my God. to everyone who's been listening. We love you. Thank you so much for following along. You are better at the ending. I don't remember what we have to say. Uh, where do they well, get just, our podcast? Well, just, you know,
0: thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're, yes. um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us five stars or a thumbs up or a nice review or whatever you want. We would truly appreciate it because we love doing this podcast and we want to continue to do it. Also, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, anything, hit us up on social media using the hashtag Jack and You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram on YouTube on Facebook Uh, we'll be there and thanks for listening yeah see you we love you guys thanks guys
1: and girls bye bye